Welcome to the Skin Club Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Rachel, a licensed esthetician and certified laser technician. And I'm Alita, a licensed esthetician and integrative health practitioner. Welcome Welcome to to the the club. Happy New Year! Yay! (laughs) Welcome back, guys. And also, happy belated birthday to Rachel. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I did not remember to say it because we recorded so early last episode. Oh, that that is okay. But I'm glad I'm glad we got to we got to hang out, celebrate with you. It was so, great. Um, welcome back, guys, and happy New Year! Welcome to season three. <laughs> oh my goodness! Isn't that crazy? That is. This is our third year. I literally cannot believe it. So thanks for sticking around. Seriously, um, holy cow! Yeah, I just cannot even believe. Um, but we wanted to start off today's episode. Oh, um, I just need to talk really fast. (laughs) Uh, we wanted to start off today's episode. I'm so sorry. I'm giving a tribute to Chloe. As you all know, Clover's skin, um, she's an amazing esthetician and one of our really good friends who passed away, um, the, I guess, two weeks ago now that this has come out. And we just wanted to give her a tribute and give her a fat shout out from heaven because we love her and we miss her. And her funeral was absolutely beautiful yesterday. And we just want to come on and acknowledge all of the amazing things that she did as an esthetician for our community and for each of us personally and just give her a moment of our time on our podcast because she was one of our guests and one of our really dear friends so we love you chloe yeah yeah it's awful but we we love chloe so much and we had a privilege of visiting her spa this past year and we got to see her we got to meet her employees most of them and we're just really inspired by everything Chloe accomplished at such a young age. She's 24 and she has a beautiful business, amazing employees. And she really, she left a hole in the aesthetics industry. And I think everyone is just so distraught. Um, but I'm really grateful that we can look back with good memories of Chloe and, um, one thing when I think about Chloe is I just like motherly instincts and like yes. <laughs> I've talked after we visited her last year I remember I talked about that on the podcast like mm-hmm. I just think like I just feel safe with Chloe like yes. she just makes everyone feel so important and special and that is just such a gift um and so yeah I have such a soft spot for Chloe because she's just always been so kind and including and even in her funeral, when her um, family and friends were talking about her, they just always talked about how she's a nurturer. She takes care of people. And I'm like, yeah, that it's so true. She does. She's so caring and takes care of people. And I just felt so safe with her. And so, yeah, we just want to give a tribute to Chloe because we adore her so much. And her and Parker. Yes. So we just wanted to do that for her this morning and just if you guys didn't get the chance to know her, just know that she already loves you and you get to meet her on the other side. Yeah. But, okay, let's dive into our episode. Let's do our weekly favorites and weekly updates. What is your weekly favorite? Um, Okay. I have a lot. Um... So I, my sweet husband took me to a running shop and got my feet sized and I had a lady look at my feet and she (laughs) watched me walk. She had me look at the arches in my feet and she helped me pick out running shoes for the half marathon coming up. And so I'm really excited about that. Those are one of my weekly favorites. Amazing. I didn't realize how much I needed them until I ran in them and I was able to run further. Nice. It's incredible. Were you able to run, was it last night? 
Did you go last night? No, I ended up not running last night because I forgot we were doing an early dinner. So we oh. had to leave at like 3.15 because it was oh all the way like North Scottsdale. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, eh, I'd have to get ready really fast yeah. and I don't want to feel ugly for a nice dinner. Absolutely. So yeah, my running shoes. And then I also got a running watch, which I'm very excited about. Um, you can brag about which one you got because it's the freaking coolest. <laughs> <laughs> my, well, my sweet dad got it for me for my birthday. He got me a Garmin running watch and I actually haven't had a chance to use it I was just like syncing it to my phone right before we got on to record um I'm just listing off like some Christmas birthday favorites um I'm almost done um another one is a perfume that I'm very excited about I posted on my Instagram story yesterday it is if Tom Ford cherry and the Baccarat is that how you say Baccarat Mm -hmm. Rouge 540 perfumes if they had a love child that's you need to smell this yes yes i'll oh bring gosh. it out so you can smell it if they had a love child that's what this perfume would that's be amazing. it is so yummy and i'm kind of confused because on the website it says it's like a fruity floral scent mm-hmm. but it does not smell fruity or floral like yes cherries in it but i don't know i guess when i think fruity i think citrusy like orangey lemony but yeah anyways it's delicious amazing and then um okay I asked for two journals for Christmas I got a shadow work journal which is really cool um I've been filling it out it's a way to work past different things your shadow self I'll try not to get too into it because this could be like a really long episode if I got into (laughs) shadow work episode about it we should that's a great idea but it's essentially like in situations how you react and it's your unconscious mind based off of past situations and the only way to address it is by working through past situations and that will change how you react to different situations so you can respond better so I've it takes you back through your childhood to different experiences it's really cool so I've been doing some shadow work nice and then I also got I call it my Jesus journal (laughs) Um, it's all about learning just more about Jesus and, um, I really love it. It's has you write down your thoughts, um, about religion and different things and then gives you prompts. And so, yeah. Where'd you get it from? Uh, it's from Desert Book. Oh, really? My sister got it for me. Yeah. Send me a link. I'll send it to I you. I need a new journal for so, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I've really been loving it. So I think this year is going to be my year of journaling. Ooh, lovely. So that I could go on and on, but the, I'll leave it there. Those are my weekly favorites. What about you? Um, okay. <laughs> I love Poppy's Doc Pop. I used to be like a Dr. Pepper whore. I just loved, loved, loved it. Like when I was pregnant with Jovi, it's so, so bad. So embarrassing. I would at least drink probably like two Diet Dr. Pepper cans every single day. Really? Like... I was a red 40 caramel girl. Like it was <laughs> flowing through my veins. So much aspartame while pregnant. So bad for me. But it was like my craving. That was my thing when I was pregnant. Like that's the only thing that I craved. I didn't have a single other craving. Like I had so many food aversions. Like I was strictly <laughs> vegan when I was pregnant with Jovi. And Dr. was the only thing that sounded good. So Doc Pop has replaced that for me. It's not Dr. Pepper, but it's pretty similar. Like I would give it in comparison, like a seven out of 10. Like they're very close. Oh, okay. I need to try that. Here's a sip. Oh, thank you. (laughs) We need a live reaction of, you know what Dr. Pepper tastes like, right? Do I? (laughs) Do I? Well, give it a go. Give it a go. Okay. Okay. everyone hearing me gold oh I do like that it's similar Mm -hmm. like a seven out of ten what would you give it in similarity Mm, I'd give it yeah six or seven probably yeah Yeah. it's pretty close Mm -hmm. yeah I do like it I really like them so that one and then the cherry limeade is also another favorite of mine Ooh, that one's good. I've had that one. I love them. They're so good. So that's one of my weekly favorites. Another one is Color Science. As you guys probably all know, CC Skin Studio, my friend Cecia, she is an esthetician here in Gilbert and she carries Color Science. And I 
used to use color science probably about six years ago, but haven't used it since then. And, you know, I'm seeing the flex go around. Everyone's obsessing over the flex. And so I was like, oh, I should try this again. So I got it. And the hype is real. I'm obsessed. So I've been loving color science. And my last one I just posted about yet or today. So yesterday for you guys um, about my favorite perfume that I have been gatekeeping and it is Henry Rose. Oh my gosh. This is such a good perfume. It is an EWG verified. So it's non-toxic. It's so yummy smelling, but I love it because it's a gender neutral like perfume cologne fragrance. So I like whenever I spray perfume, I always do my own perfume and then do a spritz of Rider's Cologne because really? I love the smell of like a deeper I do too. Scent. Me too. And this is just that. Like, oh, it's so good. So the Queens and Monsters is a really good smell. And then Jack's House is my other favorite. Or Jake's House. Jack's House. Jake's House. Jake's House. <laughs> so anyways, it's so good. And they also have candles. So... If you guys get a chance to try it, text me and I will send you guys my link to it because I have a code with them, but um, it's oh so freaking good. I know that they have it at some Sephora's, not all of them. Like it took me forever to try to find it locally at a Sephora, but I've been using it and loving it. So y'all deserve to know my non-toxic fragrance smell that I love. <laughs> love but it. That's it. Those are my favorites. Nice. Updates? Updates. Holidays, celebrating. Yes. It was Christmas, which was fun. Spent it with both my family and Jason's family. Um, And it was my birthday. I'm 25 now. Crazy. That's so crazy. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, so I turned 25. My birthday was on the 28th. And, um, yeah, it was good. I went to work that morning and then I went to culinary dropout with my fam for lunch. So fun. And then I went to one of my cute friends, baby showers and then it was the weekend. So Friday I went to see that new rom-com, anyone but you. That was so good. It was so fun. So yeah, Lita came and some other girlfriends and it was a lot of fun that movie is hilarious I want to go see it again and take Jason wait I was telling Ryder about it and I told him about the, the <gasps> <tip> part. <laughs> I'm like no you have to go see it. it's so funny he goes there's a wiener in it he's like I don't want to see it. I'm like no you barely even see it and it's like just it's a flash it's so funny though yeah I like couldn't even tell I was looking at a wiener until yeah. I was like oh until it like didn't register until yeah. after you're just like what the crap and happened? it wasn't sexual it was hilarious yeah yeah no it was really funny yeah so that movie I want to go see it again I thought it was so funny Good. they slayed that um and then yeah we came back to my house we had some cake we hung out <gasps> Oh my gosh. I had a gender reveal for my yes, dog. You did. Well, it's like a gender an identity reveal. reveal. An identity <laughs> reveal. Oh, it was so exciting. It felt like a gender reveal because I totally forgot I did a DNA test for Stella because she's a rescue and we have no idea what she is. And I've been waiting for the results to come. I wanted it to come for Christmas, but it was late. And I was talking to one of my friends and we got on the topic of dogs. And I was like, oh my gosh, let me see. And then I saw her results were in. So I gathered everyone that was chatting. I said, we are going to do a little reveal. So yeah, we read the results. And if you see my dog, she like looks like a lab with like perky ears, like like Yoda ears. And she has a white stripe on her, which labs typically don't have. Well, they don't have. And then let me read you the results because I was shocked. So she's 32% Labrador Retriever. We knew that. And then 24% Pitbull, which was my guess. Yes. And then um, she's 14% Belgian Malinois. I hope I said that right. Like the big German Shepherd dogs. And then a Weimariner. I yep. hope I'm saying that yeah. right. And then she's 6% Bulldog. Which is so funny. What? <laughs> Crazy. So that was really exciting. That honestly was probably the highlight of my night was finding out what kind of dog my baby is. That was so funny. So, yeah. What are your updates? Um, let's see. 
um, oh, we got our permits for Flourish, so we can finally start to like close up all the walls and everything. So Flourish should be done in like the next two to three weeks, which is so exciting because Yay. it's felt like forever and I have not seen my husband in months. <laughs> so I'm so excited for all of that to be done. Um, I have been so baby hungry. It's like been actually annoying. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. The writer is like the furthest from wanting kids that he's literally ever been. And he has said that like we are no longer having any more kids like ever. So I'm like, where do I get one? Where where do I go? I love being pregnant. Yeah. I love giving birth. Like I would love to carry another. Um, I've always been open to like fostering, but I don't think that the lifestyle that I currently have permits fostering with at least I could be wrong, but with like two full-time working parents, I don't think that you're allowed to foster. Oh, I don't know. I don't know the legalities of it, but I'm pretty sure that's not okay. Um, anyways, so I don't know what to do. I just want more babies. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm also like extremely overstimulated and I have way too much on my plate right now to be able to like have the pregnancy that I had with Tommy. If it's anything like the pregnancy I had with Tommy, I don't have the time or energy currently to do that because it was a freaking hard pregnancy um, because I was in preterm labor for so long Yeah, and in and out of the hospital, almost half of my pregnancy. So yeah, um, that's another update, but nothing's being done about it. So don't worry guys, I'm not pregnant, nor will I probably be in the next few years. Um, A few years, but maybe later. I mean, I'm open to it, but I also am not because I'm not getting any younger. And considering how hard physically my last pregnancy was at yeah. 25 years old or 24. Was I 24? How old are you right now? 26. But Tommy turned, she's one and a half. So 24, right? When you were pregnant? What the crap? Wow. What the? No, I literally felt like an old woman during that pregnancy. Like my hips hurt so bad. Oh. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know. It's not, it's, I know it's not the time, but like, is there any time better than now? My answer to that is always no. There's no time better than the present, but maybe (laughs) there is. (laughs) But also like collagen really decreases, you know, like I'm only going to be so elastic for so long. (laughs) Yeah. That's another thing I consider, but whatever, who knows? I'll get pregnant when Rachel gets pregnant. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I'll have to convince Ryder. Um, okay, but another update is that our pre-sale memberships for Flourish start today. And I'm just so excited. This is something I've literally worked hours, like the last two years, all of the hours that are in the last two years on <laughs> to be able to get to this moment of being able to provide a wellness center for people. And I'm just so freaking Woo-hoo! excited that it's yeah. finally here. Because I've been talking about it for two years and like I didn't realize how annoying it was for people like, oh, I have a project that I'm working on, but I can't tell you. No, it would know it's worse than that is when people tell you about it and it still doesn't happen for two years. So to everyone who I told two years ago that I was starting a wellness center, I'm sorry, but it's finally here. So (laughs) go buy membership, please. (laughs) Okay. And um, yeah, that's kind of. Those are my updates. Just we had a good Christmas. Um, Jovi got a bike. She's freaking ecstatic about. I got some running shoes that I'm debating whether or not to run this half with Rachel because I'm going to be on my period when it's supposed to be. So I don't know if I can. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, I would love to. But literally, like, I don't know how people run on their period. Yeah. Well, running alone is hard. Like I'm trying to hold in. Incontinence. Other other (laughs) substances in my body while I run. Like your tummy's turning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let alone that, but then adding a period on top of it. Yeah. We're just leaking through all ends. Yeah. And that's like the issue though. It's like if it were day four or five, sign me up. This is day one or two. That's the issue. That's That's the worst. And like I know myself, I am probably going to throw up. I'm going to bleed all that my legs. And it's just going to be like, people are like, are you okay? I'm going to say no, I'm not. Because I trained for this for six weeks. So <laughs> yeah, no, oh. we'll see. Um, Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> see. 
But my goal is to run a half at some point this year. It just may not be in February. But it, like, I can't be too picky and choosy on when I run. Because like the odds of it, something not being on my period, it's like 25% it's so hard. chance. Yeah. 75% chance. I don't know. Anyways, so those are my complaints. Yeah. If you Valid. have any tips, let me know. <laughs> but let's dive into the episode. We have a dear SD um, for you guys today. We got lots of questions. And so we're going to try to do these as fast as possible because we're already 20 minutes into the episode. Awesome. Let's start. Okay. Perfect. Does it matter what order I apply my serums in? Um, it depends. Yes. Typical rule of thumb is thinnest to thickest, um, unless your skincare provider or skincare company tells you otherwise. For example, the for Glymed, the HA Accelerator is one of my very favorite active products. I love it so much. That one is like a thicker serum, almost a gel type of consistency. And their instructions are to apply that first after washing your face because it almost creates little micro pathways in your mm -hmm. skin with a glycolic acid. So your other serums and products applied afterwards will be able to penetrate deeper. So Correct. typically thinnest to thickest, but it can vary. Slay. Okay, been applying at jobs for a year, feeling uneasy about going solo, but I feel like solo is what I should or is what I should do or maybe what I am supposed to do. Any thoughts or tips? Oh, it is honestly, it's a tough market right now trying to get a job. I've actually heard that from quite a few people. Um, but if you feel called to go solo, like I know you and I know your capacity. <laughs> I feel like you would do really well solo. Um, but if you just don't want to be solo, then I say, um, keep working where you are. Cause, um, this girl I know is also working at a med spa, but keep working, um, and keep applying because if it's not happening right now, it's not meant to be for you right then, but keep applying and the perfect thing will pop up for you when the time is right. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. 2024 is your year, baby. Yes. <laughs> But I also do understand how frustrating it is. I feel like I've made Ugh. that part of my esthetician personality trait is finally getting a job after getting rejected <laughs> yeah. so many times. <laughs> so I get it. I literally like almost was throwing the towel because I was like, nobody. Is that why you went solo? Yeah. Really? Because I never wanted to go solo, but I went solo because I wanted to be able to offer the treatments that I liked mm. and the places that I that were doing those treatments that I liked either weren't hiring or I didn't get the job. Yeah. So Jeez. Yeah. No, I get it. It's hard, but I completely agree with what you said. Okay. Amazing. Does it matter how long I wait in between applying products? I just I honestly don't really think about it. Um I just apply it until I feel it absorb into my skin and move mm -hmm. on to the next. But do you have a method or any way you do it? Um, I kind of just do the same. Like if it feels tacky and like it's been well absorbed, then I move on. Yeah. But, um, I mean, there are times though that if I, I feel like if my skin isn't absorbing everything, I'll cut my regimen short and just like skip to moisturizer. Like if it's only absorbing one serum and I'm still looking like reflective yes <laughs> then it's it's not time to put on another then i'll just cut it short okay next up says what do you guys look forward to most in 2024 <laughs> you go first okay <laughs> um so much if you listen to our last episode i talked about i was really scared i sounded like a downer in the outline <laughs> Last episode, but um, I have so much to be grateful for. And this year, um, I'm looking forward to. I'm releasing. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to focus on releasing and not overthinking things, like I spent all of last year doing. And so, I'm looking forward to doing fun things. I'm looking forward to the half marathon, the concerts I'm going yes. to, the skydiving trip, all the different things I'm planning. Like I'm looking forward <laughs> to letting loose. Yeah. I know that's not skincare related, but I'm looking forward to this mindset shift that I'm already trying to implement. And I feel like journaling has helped a ton with my mindset. Yes. So 
letting loose. That's what I'm looking forward Amazing. to. What about you? Um, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is like simple living, just like slowing down, enjoying the moments that I'm in because the last two years of my life have been so high strung. Like everything has had to be so timely. And I'm finally to a point like my business is almost established to the point where I don't have to do every last minute detail that absorbs all of my time. And so I'm, I'm excited to finally be able to sit down for a few hours and homeschool instead of like have to run out the door to another meeting and to just be able to sit down and read. Yeah, (laughs) Like I have not had, like, I think when was it two years ago when I read like 80 books in a year or something crazy. Yeah. I was reading so many books and that was like my thing. And I think I've read probably three books this year and I'm like, what the crap? Maybe four. Wow. (laughs) But that's not even close to like what I want. So I actually did this stuff, my Kindle day and I got so many romance, like fun romance books (laughs) that I can just blow through because my goal is to consume less online. Like I really am trying to get the ick of social media because I either am like over consuming and under creating or over creating and under consuming to the point where I have no balance in either. Yes, <laughs> I feel. And so my goal is to just live a little bit more simply and just do more with less. I love that. I feel like we share a similar theme of just stopping the overstimulation yes. and focusing more on just what you said, um, simple letting yeah. loose. I, I love that. Thank you. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this new year. I think it, I mean, tomorrow. <laughs> I'm looking forward to tomorrow. <laughs> yes. I think it'll be good for us. Me too. Okay. How do I stop my sunscreen falling up on my skin? Well, it depends how much you're using. If you're using too much, that could be a reason. Um, also, I feel like some sunscreens are just more prone to balling up than others. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's become an issue, I would switch to something like the Jan Marini sunscreens. Those are so like good. liquid. They're so lightweight yeah. and I've never experienced any balling up with them. Yeah. What I've noticed is, yeah, like if I'm using too much product, it'll ball. Like especially during a treatment after a chemical peel, it'll ball for some reason every single time. I don't know why, but like literally 99.9% of times it will ball. Um, But uh, I forgot. Oh, the moisturizer that I use is actually also super dependent on if it'll ball. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird. Like I don't know what it is, what the formulation is that doesn't like each other with the sunscreen and the moisturizer that I have sometimes, but I wonder if it's the base, like if it's water based mm, or the oxygen or no, the amino acid epidermal sealant from Glymed and then the Tone Smart. Okay. Off to look. But it only does that on top of chemical peels. So I'm assuming it's the peel. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be. So interesting. That's my thought. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Thoughts on the Clear Stem brand? What or would you and have you tried any products? I haven't tried any. Um, I I don't know. I have some clients who've tried it, and they were new clients, and so it wasn't working for them. So they came to see me because it wasn't working. I'm not knocking it, but I just haven't tried it myself, and I don't know enough about it for me to have like a strong opinion one way or the other. Um, I think that like skincare brands that have supplements, it can be a good thing, but also, um, I think it really does come down to the formulation as well. I think that theirs has dim in it, which isn't always the best ingredient. So yeah, that's my thought. Nice. Yeah. I don't know anything about that brand, but I am curious to look into it yeah okay what are the best and worst tiktok trends Hmm. snail mucin is the worst they stress out snails to get it i know like i had a pet snail named gary growing up (laughs) oh he was legit but like we'd come home from church and back in the day this was like in the early 2000s we had green carpet and we'd come home and he had like gotten out of his little oh um, container like we had him in a vase 
And he would like leave a little splooch mark all over our green carpet. <laughs> Did you just like pick him up from outside? No, no. He was like an aquatic snail. Oh. Like a like a water snail. Oh, got it, got that, it. Yeah. I think that the ones that are, actually, I don't know. I think the ones that live outside are slugs. Oh. Are they not? I have no I idea. Know. I don't know. Mine was like a Gary that lived under the sea. Cute. But what's the best one? You go. I think getting people into red light therapy. I think a lot of people adopted red light therapy from seeing people like with the LED masks and different things, which I am totally here for. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I also think barrier care. Mm, I feel like I saw a lot of barrier care this year, not as much burning off your skin. Yes. And I am here for that. When dealing with skin, if we're having issues, let's focus on barrier care. Let's calm that inflammation before we target anything else. And the color science flex trend, the sunscreen trend. We're always here for a sunscreen trend. (gasps) Yes. I love that. 100%. Okay. Um, How to deal with upper lip hair that doesn't hurt your skin. I'm tired of my mustache. I would say do laser. If your hair is dark enough do laser hair removal or reduction. Um, it's so worth it. <laughs> um, cause waxing kind of hurts and depending on, I don't know, your skin. I don't know. It, it feels more irritating in my opinion. Yeah. So I would say longer lasting, I would do laser hair reduction short term. You could do waxing or yeah. dermaplaning, but I know she's a client and not nasty so I don't recommend that you do a plane <laughs> yeah I mean waxing is great I mean if for more long term than dermaplaning but mm-hmm. it just it will irritate the skin a little bit yeah or you could do sugaring isn't that oh yeah sugar not as good. harsh yeah I just don't know anyone up in Utah that's sugaring and I know she lives in Utah mm. but we maybe look up a local Utah sugarer or if you are one message us and we'll send you yeah. her info. Perfect. Next up. I lost my spot. Okay. Which treatment should I use for skin concerns? Okay. Let's just blow through these. Aging. Mm, lasers, but it depends on which laser you do. Um, I love the Cool Peel laser. I know there's a bunch of other great lasers out there. That's just what we utilize Mm -hmm. and microneedling and adding on growth factors Mm, cherry on top so good um acne i would say peels or aerolase yes um pigment i would say peels or peels aerolase or cool peel cool peel as long as you don't have melasma Mm -hmm. and cosmolon Mm, i love the cosmolon so good um what about texture texture um peels are great i love the perfect derma peel i feel like that really packs a punch Mm -hmm. i feel like that is as smooth as my skin has ever looked is with the perfect peel yeah that and microneedling Mm -hmm. amazing um scarring microneedling microneedling laser laser um if you're just wanting a glow Hydrofacial is phenomenal. Blackheads. Ooh, I'm a blackhead <laughs> girly. What I personally love to do is I love to combo treatments for blackheads. I mm. love to get a hydrofacial to suction all the gunk out. And then I like to either do microneedling, laser, or chemical peel. Not yes. all together, but pair one of those more aggressive treatments with hydrofacial. So I feel like I'm sucking it all up so good. and then stimulating the collagen oh. to try to Make the pores yeah. <laughs> disappear. <laughs> but I mean, pores won't. They're your friends for life, but you can make them appear smaller. Yes. Lovely. Okay. Any advice for an SD trying to niche down within a more holistic side of our industry? You inspire me so much and I would love to learn more about parasite cleanses, hair scans, etc. Okay. Um, my first piece of advice would be um, to figure out what holistic means to you. I feel like a lot of, there are like a lot of, I think it's trending right now. A lot of people are saying, oh yeah, I'm a holistic esthetician, but they're saying that they're a holistic esthetician because they don't prescribe Accutane or they don't recommend using topicals. And it's like, 
okay, <laughs> that makes you an esthetician because your your job is to treat the skin with your scope of practice. Um, so I think figure out what holistic means to you and what route you want to go with that. Um, and then on top of that, I would say go get an education because you can know so much, but until you have credentials, it's unfortunate, but people care about the letters behind your name and you need to get credentials if you want to be proactive with recommending things holistically, because if you don't have letters with your name, then you should not be recommending health advice. That's my personal take. Um, just because if you're not a licensed health coach, then you should not give health advice. Do you agree? I 100% agree. And I talked to you about this, Alita, Mm -hmm. like just how the holistic thing and like how I don't have any background in like the health world, but like, and I know I'm allowed to say this because it's my dad, but like he has like, for example, he has some health concerns. He, when I was eight, he had to get a liver transplant Then after that, he got pretty severe Crohn's and, you know, that's a lifelong thing and Mm -hmm. he has to be on medication. Um, so his body doesn't attack his liver and he can't just take any supplements. If anything boosts his immune system, his body will attack his liver and that could be really dangerous and Mm -hmm. potentially deadly. And so that's why I just think it's so important to make sure even though things are trending to make sure you really have a knowledge and confident in what you're doing because everyone and knowing different health concerns because everyone is different. And so just things like that. I know that's like a rare case, but there are people like that who they can't boost their immune systems or it could be really dangerous for them. You'd be surprised with hair scans, 80% at least I would say of the people who walk in my door are immunocompromised in some way, shape or form. Wow. And unless if you know about different autoimmune disorders and different hormonal disruptions and different things that could be going wrong with them, you could really hurt someone. And so um, I'm so grateful that I was able to go to college and get a degree and then after that specialize in a more holistic practice but it takes a lot of education and so if you want to do it the right way get educated and go back to school absolutely that's what I would say and I think it's phenomenal if you do watching you Alita it is so incredible what you're doing and how you're implementing that with your clients and so I think yeah if anyone wants to do that I think it's phenomenal and I think there's a need for it yeah and like I just want to put this out there too. Like my my team at Flourish, a lot of the girls are extremely passionate about health and wellness, but none of them are able to offer hair scans until they are certified health coaches. And if they choose to go that direction, amazing. But like they may know as much as I do and they're just as passionate about it as I am. But until they have those letters with their name and like certifications, I really like for my own liability, their liability, it's not safe to recommend things for people unless we have the proof and that's what we're doing with our hair scans. Um, but yeah, I just want to reiterate like that. It's not like everyone who comes to work at flourish is able to just like offer the services that we have because it's definitely not the case. And it is a very slow process, Yes, but I think it's definitely worth it if it's the path that you're wanting to go with aesthetics. And I think it is a trajectory of aesthetics. Yeah. With at least a lot of our industry. Yeah, I think the wellness side is definitely like, I think in all aspects, like I feel like I have so many friends that have been asking me about my aura ring and wanting to, I feel like so many people are getting into running and different things. And I feel like that's really trending right now is people are just wanting to take care of themselves Mm -hmm. in all aspects of the wellness world. The wellness world is very vast. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, next question. Why do brands keep reformulating their products? Um, I think it could be a few things. I think new research, staying up to date with trends, manufacturer changes, things like that. Yeah. Cost. Absolutely. Um, what is your skincare routine before an event? Ooh. I never go to those. <laughs> um, okay. My skincare routine before an event, this is what I would do. I would double cleanse, make sure I'm squeaky clean. I would go in with lipid serum, make sure I'm 
depuffed, deflamed. I would ice roll probably before and uh, maybe put on an eye patch if I have that. No, eye patches, not just one. Just one. <laughs> <Marg>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I put on some eye patches if I had them. Um, and then probably do some of like my, my pink balls, some sculpting. You got to snatch it up. The pink balls are the best. They are so good. And then I would um, go in with hyacinth. Sorry, hyacinth, then lipid serum, then alto, even tone, trio, because maestro makes me orange in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would go in with my sunscreen and then my makeup. That's what I would do. Pretty basic. Nothing too crazy. Perfect. What would you do? I would skincare before an event. Well, first of all, I would get that fire and ice facial because oh, that yes. is the OG red carpet facial that is notorious for celebrities doing before. So I would get that. Um, and also does have cold globs, which is great for deep puffing. Um, but skincare wise, um, the makeup artist side of me wouldn't do much. Um, I would do, I'd cleanse with my idyllic cleanser, the warming honey cleanser. Those are my two faves at the moment. Um, and then I would probably go in with the Urban Mineral Moisture Spray. Because I love that one. It gives a really pretty glow. It's really hydrating for the skin. And then I would probably do my Reparative Emulsion Moisturizer sunscreen and then do and then do my makeup slay yeah. love <laughs> okay um let's go to this one that says do you get regular skin treatments yes you do which ones do you do i love my monthly treatments i lately have i did the perfect peel last and Next, I'm going to get the Cool Peel Laser. I'm going to do Hydrofacial and Cool Peel. Mm, and yummy. the reason I'm doing that is because I just got Botox the other day. Yes. And um, when I was in laser school, this is a really cool analogy my teacher told me. She's like, it's nice to get Botox before these resurfacing treatments because if you think of wet clothes, if you just throw it on the ground, it's going to wrinkle up. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you iron it, it's going to be much harder to see it all straighten out rather than taking out a shirt straight out of the dryer and then ironing it. So it's almost like the Botox is smoothing out oh, all those lines and the laser's ironing it almost. Oh, nice. So because That's of, a good analogy. Yeah, I thought it was good. My teacher taught me yeah. that. So um, yeah, so I'm going to get some cool peels next, but I honestly do everything. I do every treatment we offer. <laughs> Bye. That's amazing. What do you do? Um, I try to get Aerolace now with every treatment that I get, whether it's microneedling or hydrofacial or peels. Um, as of recent, I've just been doing like Aerolace and Biore peels, but it's cause I've had no time for downtime. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm hoping come, yeah, come tomorrow, come January, I'm able to start doing some more downtime treatments. Um, so I'll probably start doing some microneedling and... Maybe, maybe a perfect peel. I don't know. We'll see. I have a love-hate relationship with the perfect peel. You know what you should do? I've noticed because it is very intense. It's honestly better when I add on my neck. Oh. Because my face, when I do my face and neck, I'm, I mean, I'm still a little bit sensitive, but not as much. And I feel like it spreads out the mm. peeling almost a yeah. little bit. So it's not so intense on your face. Oh, that's nice. Because last time I did my face, it was really intense and I was like pretty sore. Yeah. I'm just such a picker. Like I'm literally the worst. Mm. So I'm just like, I shouldn't like, it's not safe for me. You're a bio repeal girl. <laughs> I am. But that means I have to do like three bio repeals for the result of one perfect peel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's the issue. But yes, we do get regular skin treatments. Okay. Let's skip the next one and go to the following. Okay. Do skin ingredients and makeup work as well as they do in straight skincare products? I would imagine not. Yeah, I feel like it's just diluted. Like we don't ever recommend 
clients just wearing like makeup that has sunscreen in it because it's like you, too diluted. Yeah, you'd need to wear a, a lot, lot of makeup. spoons. Yeah. So I would say no. Yeah. What extended skin education do you recommend? I want to learn everything I can. Our education is coming, guys. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Yeah. It's coming. I know we like announced that at IECSC, um, but you know, you're just along with our journey and this has been a very transformative year for the both of us and mm -hmm. it wasn't the time to release education but it's coming it is but what other education would you recommend i'm still dying to take the preston's um mm. acne certification yeah. course i just can't afford it at this moment i really want to though eventually because my colleagues that I've talked to that have taken it are absolutely obsessed oh, with nice. that course. And Glymed courses, they're so good. Don't sleep on the Glymed webinars. They helped me feel so confident. Have you done the Skin Better ones? No, I've, I've been trying to figure out my portal thingy. Oh, yeah. I can help you. Okay, yeah, I need help. Alexis came in and she, like, gave us <laughs> a her. barcode. I know, I love her so much. And um, I'm just not techie. <laughs> I was struggling so um, I know she's going to message you tomorrow after she listens I to this. Know, <laughs> I know. I so know. I'll cute. get it. I'll have Alita help me, Alexis. Don't you worry. <laughs> we'll get her on. Okay. Next one. Do you have any... Wait, you go. Not me. Oh, do you have any tips for managing milia? Um, exfoliate. Exfoliation is key with milia. And I love Alpharet eye if they're like around your eyeballs. Yes. Um, also... The Preston Extractor Tool is amazing for those. They're so good. Let me just tell you, I'm obsessed. Yeah, I I don't have that tool, but I do have the IMAX, which I do like. So good. And I just got my first Melia a couple weeks ago. What did you do with it? Um, I extracted it, and um, I was scared. I almost <laughs> scarred myself because I don't, I don't extract Melia. Uh huh. And so I was like, well, this is my first time really trying it. And I got it out without scarring, thank goodness. But yeah. I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but yeah, we're going for it. I think I got my first one when I was pregnant. Oh, really? Yeah, but I did not extract it the right way. And I almost scarred myself, mm. but I didn't. But um, yeah, I tried to get out with the dermal plane blade. Oh, yeah. Now yeah. I have lancets. Okay. I, have, I, I just didn't have them at my house and I could not wait. Okay. So yeah, I didn't have like an actual lancet, but I had the little extractor tool that has the pointy end. Oh yeah. So I used that, which nice. is pretty much a lancet. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah. <laughs> okay. How do at-home skin devices compare to in clinic? How to know what ones are legit? And there was a tag along to this question specifically about LED lights. Um, okay, with devices, I mean, with most things in clinic, you're not going to be able to access them unless you have a license. Mm -hmm. um, but there are certain things like LED light um, and to know which ones are legit and which ones aren't legit. Um, I actually made a note of this because I saw this question um, is to check for clinical studies and um, peer reviews. I know like Omnilex has um, on their website says they have over 40 clinical studies and it's linked on their website. And then um, they're both FDA cleared and also checking for the nanometers. So that the nanometers are the wavelengths and that's what's important. And so in order to get near infrared light to be effective, it needs to be emitted around 350 nanometers. And most websites should say, and if they don't say the nanometers, maybe that could be a little red flag. But just looking into each one, um, I know Saloma is great because it has 400, it starts at 460 nanometers and goes up to 880 nan nanometers. And Omnilux is starting at 360 and co can go to 830 nanometers so just looking into things like that um or if you have questions you can always message us but i would not just buy any cheap light you see on amazon because it could just be a red light bulb that doesn't really do much absolutely agreed okay 
Next one says, what is a step in your skincare routine that you can't go without and what is overrated? Ooh, (laughs) I need to think. If you have yours, you can go. One that I can't live without is Alpharet. And, oh, you guys see, I'm so minimal that like if things are overrated, I don't use them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I would say the thing that I have used that I think is overrated. Oh, gosh. Maybe like, I don't know doing my lips before I go to bed. I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> spring uh, perfume every two seconds. I don't know. It's <laughs> on my skincare, but uh, um, I don't know. Sometimes I do multiple different types of misting and maybe that's just like overkill. I don't know. I know it's kind of hard it's kind of hard do you have yours I probably can't go without my alpharet too I love alpharet it's so good yeah um what is overrated well I guess Overrated probably isn't the right word for this, but I don't think it's necessary for everybody. Um, Our oils, I think oils can be good for the right person, but I don't think it's necessarily a step in your routine that every single person has to have. In fact, I think most people don't need oils. Yeah, no, I I can get on board with that. Yeah, so I don't know if I say overrated because it can be good for the right person. Yeah, that's true. Love, okay. Okay. How to grow a clientele right out of school. Well, I have seen some people do it fast, but I would say for majority of people, it will take a long time. Um, And I think it takes a long time because you have to establish trust with your clients, um, share your before and afters, post your knowledge and your confidence will come through. Um, and it just does take time. So I think also not getting hard on yourself if you're not as busy as you would like to. Um, just giving yourself grace. Um, and also just really trying to focus on rebooking the clients that do come to you. Um, you also, you don't ever want to be pushy because that can have the absolute opposite effect. But um, really, I think trying to get your clients excited Rather Mm -hmm. than pushing, I try to focus on excitement. Like, this is going to be so great for your skin. I'm really confident that these treatments will be life-changing for you. I cannot wait to see you again. Let's see you in four weeks if you're available. Like, yeah, I don't know. I try to do it in more of like an exciting way rather than like you need to get booked in four weeks Mm -hmm. type of thing. Yeah. What would you say? I feel like you're very good at rebooking. Um, so, okay. I have a couple of things and- Um, my, something that I did that I'm very grateful that I did when I started off as an esthetician is I tried to associate myself with people I wanted to be like, like, and that has just been something that I, I shoot it. I shot my shots. I shoot in my shots. (laughs) Like I really wanted to, um, be in a community of people as, as quickly as possible. So I think associating with other estheticians does take you a pretty long way because you have people in your in your corner to ask questions to to gain a knowledge and you don't feel as alone and you feel like you're constantly learning which I think is awesome um and then like going solo I know this is like right out of school but for myself like then going solo I told myself like be provide the services that you would want like don't don't sell yourself short because of the overhead like it's our our industry is not cheap and it's, it is worth the investment if you can figure out ways to invest in yourself. And this is a quote that I've said a million times, and it's invest in yourself and others will invest in you. So give an irresistible service that people can't not tell their friends about. And so, and if you give a service, for example, hydrofacial, everyone knows what that is. If that is your investment that you choose to make for yourself, you will pay that off because hydrofacial has the name. Yeah. Like behind you. So 
that's something that I think I would definitely advise to do, but to get yourself rebooked, um, create scarcity. Like I have said this before too, like I only work two to three days a week. I'm just as busy as the next person. Like with my clients, I don't have a bazillion clients lining up out the door, but it might look like that because I'm booked out till April. But it's because I book out my clients three months in advance because I tell them like, hey, there are people who want to come see me. Maybe there's two people on my wait list, but maybe there's 50. (laughs) Yeah. You never know. And so if you want to stay a consistent client of mine and you can tell your clients this as a brand new SD, like, hey, if you want to stay a consistent client, I do book three months out just to be safe so that you can secure your spot with me. And thankfully you're booked out so far in advance that if things come up, we can always get you rescheduled, but it's easier to reschedule you than to get you on the books after that time, you know? For sure, yeah. So that's kind of what I've just told people. And my clients just know now, like, you go up to the front, you're booking out for the next three months if you're not already. Yeah. Like, it's just what we do. And that's what I've tried to implement with all of my girls. So that, like, in our industry, typically you're 1099 or, like, you're, you're independent and your finances depend on your schedule. So I think that trying to create as much... um comfort in like in that at least for myself like I have kids to feed at home like yeah I need to know that my next month and two are booked (laughs) so yeah that's my thought that's great advice thank you (laughs) okay next up oh no do you need my phone I haven't oh I think we have one more question oh okay oh it like just disappeared for a second. That scared me. Okay. Uh, is it possible to keep things simple and still get good results? Absolutely. Yeah. I would say like most of my clients are in very simple regimens. Mm-hmm. I think when you overcomplicate it, that's when it gets harder. Absolutely. Because then if your skin's freaking out, how are you going to know what's, what it is? It's harder to pinpoint. I think it's better to start simple and slowly build if needed. I like to give my client recommend my clients the key things I like my clients to have at least starting out a good um, healing product like a moisturizer a good active product and a good sunscreen and I think that's Mm -hmm. a great place to start and then slowly growing I don't think it needs to be complicated and I think it gets confusing when it gets complicated yeah truthfully my regimen in the morning looks like three or four products And at night, it's probably three to four max. Like, I have very much simplified my regimen, and my skin has been very happy. And, like, I I like to do long regimens because I like to pamper myself. Yeah. But I don't think that that's, like, that should be standard. Like, if you do skincare, it has to be 10 steps. I think let's maybe keep it down to five. Absolutely. <laughs> max. Yeah. And so. even, like... I there have been times I've posted long skincare routines and I've had like friends and family be like you should probably post that that's not normal because that like kind of scares clients and I'm Mm -hmm. like oh well thank you for the advice because like I think like in my head I'm like no like I because I it's just normal I know all the stuff I study Mm -hmm. all the products so I'm just using them all but I can see it's nice having their input telling me like hey just so you know like that that looks a little overwhelming to your average client. Yeah. So I think it's good to getting feedback from friends and family totally from a client perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not attainable for most people to financially be able to afford 15 skin better products. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every month or every few months, but anywho, those are all of our questions that we got. And this is our first year SD of the year. (gasps) How exciting. Yay, exciting. And if you're new, we do a Dear ST episode once a month. At least we tried to. I think there have been times we've missed, but we really do try to. And it's your time to ask us questions. Um, you can email us your questions and we'll hold on to them. Or um, you can direct message us. We will try not to forget your questions. I know there have been times where people have messaged us Dear ST questions at separate times from when we ask and I forget to go back. So whenever you see the box, just make sure you drop your question, but we'll always try to remember. Yes. And last thing, 
If you guys could please, please, please leave us a rating and review. It helps our podcast so much and we would just really appreciate it. If you guys enjoy the podcast, let us know if there's anything that you guys are wanting to hear. Let us know as well. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Skin Club Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We would love to hear from you. Also, follow us on Instagram at the Skin Club Podcast. Feel free to message us for recommendations on future episodes and let us know what you would like to hear on the next podcast episode. Thanks for listening.